0: Hey everyone, thanks for coming back for another Money Not Math conversation. I know it's been a while since I made my last one, so I apologize for that. Um, but I do appreciate you uh, joining me for today's uh, Money Not Math conversation. In addition to Money Not Math, uh, I also want to mention that as you can see, I'm wearing my Gophers gear because it's uh, Saturday, December 19th, uh, college game day, and the Gophers play uh, Wisconsin for the, for the acts today. And obviously I'm a huge uh, Gopher fan, so I'm just hoping they, uh, they don't flop today. I know I'm a huge P.J. Fleck believer, Um, but it would be, uh, it's been a very weird year. So if you're a a college football fan, you know the Gophers have been struggling with COVID and injuries and all that different stuff and Rashad Bateman leaving and things like that. So anyways, uh, besides college football, let's get back into the money conversation that we'll be having today. Um, For today's conversation, I'm going to be uh, reading through and kind of analyzing an article from thinkadvisor.com. Titled David Blankets uh, or Blanchett's. Not really sure how to say his name. Six predictions for retirement planning in 2021. Um, So David uh, Blanket or Blanchett is um, he is the. Let me make sure here. He is the head of retirement research for Morningstar Investment Management LLC. For those who aren't uh, aware, Morningstar is is one of, if not the most popular um, stock and mutual fund um, analysis site as far as providing supposedly independent reviews of different stocks and their strength things like that so his first prediction the search for yield will continue he says today's low uh, expected returns especially for fixed income investments can have a pronounced negative effect on portfolio outcomes oh excuse me i got an eyelash in my eye or something so i guess i'll just keep crying and blinking through this video Um, while retirement research has largely focused on equity related sequence risk Earning a negative real rate of return after fees, inflation and taxes for an extended period in early retirement can have similar negative effects on retirement outcomes. While some advisors are increasing risk to try and juice portfolios, this is is perhaps even riskier, since it has the potential to make outcomes even worse if we experience a pronounced correction. New products such as fixed rate annuities might be worth considering a rate as a part of a retiree portfolio allocation to pick up some yield for the fixed part of a portfolio. All right, so a lot to unpack here. The um, so First thing I wanna highlight is what he said about real rate of returns, all right? So you'll notice oftentimes when it, when it comes to um, investment companies, marketing and things like that, they love to use historical average rate of returns for futuristic um, actual rate of return projections, which we know is not actually a fair way to predict how your money's gonna grow, um, but it does make it look, look really sexy, all right? so. Uh, we have to re- be really clear on what the real rate of return of your money actually is when we consider the difference between actual re- actual rate of return and average rate of return. So when the market, you know, is a, the market's a roller coaster, right? So when it fluctuates, we have to understand how that impacts your real rate of return. We also have to understand how fees impact your rate of re- your real rate of return, right? So if you're if you're paying an average of one percent of fee a year, you have we have to take that into account. When it comes to your growth, we can't just assume you're gonna, that whatever the S&P 500's rate of return has been, that's what you're gonna get because you still have to pay fees and things like that. Um, Inflation, right? So if inflation is 3% and you only got, let's say 4% rate of return, then you paid your fees, you're down to three, then inflation was three, basically your money just maintained its buying power. Taxes, taxes is a huge, huge part of planning. Um, not only the taxes you're gonna feel today, but also the taxes you're gonna feel in retirement. For anyone who's worked with me or had a conversation with me, that is the primary area that my, my team focuses on because we believe it's, complete, it's a very overlooked um, portion of financial planning. If your money grows to a million dollars, but it's all tax deferred and you end up having to pay $400,000 in retirement to the IRS, well, unfortunately that cut your rate of return that you thought you had by 40%. You only got to keep $600,000 plus the, ta- the taxable income in retirement affects your social security pl- co- uh, taxes, plus it affects your Medicare costs. So it's extremely important to be aware of where you put your money today and how it's going to be affected by taxes, not only this year, but in retirement is almost more important in my opinion. Um, the second thing, and then he follows that up by saying, some advisors are increasing risk to try and juice portfolios. So what he means by this is that for many people that they get to retirement, if you don't have enough money or if you didn't hit quite your savings and wealth accumulation goals, you might end up having to take more risk in retirement to try to create more retirement income. The problem with introducing more risk or maintaining more risk in your retirement portfolio in order to get a higher return is what? Well, on good years, great. You have higher return, got more retirement income but on bad years, now you're gonna lose more money. This is extremely important at times like this when we just had an election, right? The market's at one of the highest points it's ever been. So people are feeling good. But once Joe Biden gets into office and once some different tax changes happen or different economical changes or world stage changes happen, what if the market corrects? We haven't had a major correction since 2008, unless you count the, the brief one we had in the beginning of 2020, but it came back. Um, What's that going to look like if you're near or in retirement? How is that going to affect your retirement planning? How do you have your retirement plan set up if taxes go up and the market goes down? All right. That is one of the most important questions that I hope you and your advisor have answered is what happens to your retirement plan if taxes go up and the market goes down or the market goes down. It's extremely important to understand that. So the worst thing we, one of the worst things that can happen to your retirement portfolio and your retirement planning is if you have a huge drop early in retirement, and then you're also pulling money out at the same time because we don't have, we don't have our money diversified enough to have other streams of income. All right. So I think that's a, I think I unpacked most of what happened, what he talks about there. But it's extremely important to be aware of that. And what he's talking about with fixed rate annuities and things like that is annuities are an option in order to build basically your own pension, so build a guaranteed income for life that you can't outlive. Depending on how they're built all right number two the robos will keep rising how comfortable were americans with conducting their business online pre-covid especially older americans i would say kind of would be a little generous now though many americans have had to adapt to an environment of, of online interaction this kit could have interesting long-term implications for the financial planning profession while robos are often thought to be geared toward more toward younger investors like those pesky millennials as retirees become more comfortable using online tools they may be more willing to try robo like advice models especially if they are priced well below traditional visors by no means am i suggesting that traditional visor model is dead this could be a good thing for some traditional visors that have a strong online presence around retirement planning options so not a lot a whole lot to say there the biggest thing i would say is
1: you know, the internet's
0: a great place or online robots are a great place to, 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 to look for information, but how do you know that information is really personally personalized for you, right? I mean, are you, do you, if, you, if you place a value of having someone in, live, individually, analyzing your position, your family background, your financial goals, and really getting to know you as a person, not just looking at you as a spreadsheet, that's where the financial advisors are always gonna have its place. Um, and I hope to always make an impact for my clients. Um, if you just want to be a spreadsheet to some computer out there, um, and you think you could do it yourself better than someone who studies the stuff on a daily basis, then that's where online robos might be the best option for you. Uh, neither is really right or wrong. I guess it's really just personal choice. Um, you just have to be you know, aware of the risks and benefits of both sides. Number three, people will likely have to work longer, even if they don't want to. Well, I think that prediction's kind of has uh, probably been going on for a while, but while stock markets have been doing relatively well recently, retiring into an environment where real bond yields are expected to be negative for the foreseeable future has important long-term implications. While the percentage of older Americans staying in the workforce has been on the rise for the past few decades, any type of updated financial projection incorporating the possibility of lower returns is likely to be a little scary for retirees. I understand that lots of people don't want to work longer, but most Americans aren't exactly well prepared for retirement and delaying retirement is one of the best ways to improve retirement readiness. So what what he's kind of saying there is that due to uh, low interest and low yielding bond markets, it's really, really affecting the production in the, of not only bond portfolios, but mutual fund portfolios and other areas of the financial sector that ha- help maintain long-term retirement income for your, for your planning. Um, so, that's something to keep in mind, and how that affects going forward is also something to keep in mind. Um, and the projections of mutual funds moving forward is a lot lower than the historical averages that we've been seeing for the people that are, are writing um, these analysis. The, with that, also it's important to be aware of the fact that when we due to the fact that we're li- so we're living longer in retirement. All right, so 50 years ago, people would you know their retirements were a lot shorter. So they didn't have to have their money last as long. Well, now we're living longer in retirement. So we have to build strategies that make sure our, our income lasts longer just as long as or longer than our life does. We don't wanna be in a position where we're alive longer than our our money lasts, right? So that those are just a couple of things that's that it's really, it's, it's a really uh, interesting complex that's coming in through retirement planning advisors right now is that we're looking at negative bond markets while we're living longer. So it's, it's, it's becoming a, a challenge in order to make sure your money lasts long enough in retirement if you weren't, if you weren't properly or prepared or having extra funds available. Number four, an increased focus on liabilities. Most retirees are retiring with debt and therefore managing liabilities is going to become more important. Many advisors focus too much time on the asset part of the client balance sheet and not enough time ensuring the liabilities are equally efficient Considering non-traditional products to fund retirement, such as reverse mortgages, may also become more important if expected returns remain low well into the future. So three things on this I would say is first, it's extremely important to understand the difference between compounding versus amortizing interest. All right, compounding interest is 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 how much potentially you're gonna grow your money and your wealth to create income in retirement. Amortizing interest is how much interest you're gonna lose to the debts that you have on your balance sheet. Right, So depending on what your runway is until you retire, compounding versus amortizing can have drastically different outcomes. So if you're much younger, almost any analysis we run, compounding interest is gonna way outweigh the, the lost interest of amortizing on your debts. But if you're closer to retirement, that may not be true. The second thing to be aware of with that is, um, it's, not, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have debt as long as your cash flow can maintain it and afford it. The biggest argument um, if you're a wealth creator of having debt is the ability to reallocate those funds elsewhere to, to create wealth. But the problem is is that we have to make sure that our cash flow and our budget can handle the debt. If it can't, that's where we can get in extra, really big trouble, especially when we're entering retirement, where we're turning off our income generating tool, which is ourselves going to work. And the third thing they talk about here is reverse mortgages. It's not that, it, it historically hasn't been that popular of a tool, um, but it's important one to be aware of. So if, sorry for that, my phone just go ring there, but if, um, if you, if it is, if you are in need of the way reverse mortgages work in a very general sense, I'm not a reverse mortgage salesman, so I can't claim to be an expert. So don't quote me on this necessarily. But generally speaking, what re- how reverse mortgages work is that when you buy a house, right you get to move in you don't actually own the house until you've paid off the bank right so whether you're 15 or 30 year mortgage you're paying the bank b- but while living in the house well in retirement what some banks will allow you to do is reverse that where they'll let you they'll actually start paying you to live while you live in your house with the agreement that once you pass away they get the house to they get the house to, to then turn and flip and sell themselves to take the profits right so it's just and with that it's a tax it's a ta- tax free way of generating income just like you don't pay taxes on your mortgage so uh, it's, it's a, if you're looking for more cash flow in retirement and are running out of options to do so and aren't you know uh, adamant on the idea that you have to pass your home on to your children reverse mortgages can be a really uh, beneficial tool to utilize number 5 the search for an easy button will continue despite the fact that there isn't one don't get me wrong, I actually like the rule of thumb like the 4% rule because they simply they simplify topics that the public is not going to be able to grasp in their entirety. But rules of thumb tend to apply to relatively narrow domains and aren't perfect by definition. From my perspective, rules of thumb serve as the beginning of a conversation about a topic that is further personalized based on that client's situation. While I'd like to think there's an easy button out there for retirement, I don't think there is one. People need help and I think there's no replacing the advice you can get from an experienced advisor. So I I completely agree with him here. Um, First, he talks about the 4% rule for people who don't know that for the longest time, it was assumed that that you could take 4% of your total uh, market driven assets like your 401k on an annual basis as income and retirement. So with a million dollars, you can pull up $40,000 a year and you shouldn't run out of money before you run out before you pass away. Unfortunately, um, world renowned economists like Wade Pfau who study this stuff all the the time say that 4% rule is really closer to 2.8% now. Um, so if you had a million dollars, you can only pull out $28,000 a year, um, but what's really important to be aware of, and this goes back to the robo uh, online robo-advisors co- conversation that we talked about earlier, is the fact that no one rule or one plan fits everyone, right? So it's really important to have personalized plans built for you based off your financial background, and your financial goals, and your financial situation, Um because no rule of thumb or no, there's no such thing as a cookie cutter plan, which is why rules of thumb and like books that are written that are supposedly applied to everyone um, really grind my gears sometimes. And last but not least, oh, maybe there isn't a the last one. I think there is. Number six. All right, annuities, especially those focused on guaranteed income, will continue to suffer. More accumulation focused annuities, such as fixed rate annuities, might do well given an increased level of risk aversion and desire for safe return. When you ask academics about annuities the focus is usually the more traditional benefit guaranteed income interest in annuities appears to be on the rise especially given the uptick of fee the options out there But low interest rates mean low payouts and that makes the annuity decision a difficult one this, one, this is one i hope i get wrong so i'm not going to really dive too deep into this um, if you're interested in learning more about annuities i think it'd be better to have a one-on-one conversation based off your current situation Rather than throwing out a bunch of hypotheticals, but basically his point is he believes um, you know risk-averted annuities that grow with safe return will become more popular, but he believes that guaranteed in- fixed income annuities will become less popular due to lower interest rates and things like that. So. Again, today's I hope. Today's might not math conversation talking about David Blankett's six predictions for a tournament playing in twenty twenty one was helpful for you. Uh, I hope the Gophers win today. Sky UMA roll the boat. Go Gophers! And I hope the Vikings win tomorrow. Keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to um, connect with me today. Whether you watch today on t- t- uh, Saturday or you watch in the future or listen. I really appreciate your time, and I appreciate even more if you're willing to take the time to like, share, or comment on my posts, and even better, reach out to me to let me know what you think, or if you have any specific questions or requests for future conversations, that would be great. All right, thanks again. I hope you have a great day. Bye.